Hello, lovers. I'm your host, Briz Taylor, and I'd like to welcome you all to my podcast, Seeking Sovereignty, a show where I chalk it up with folks about their journey and practices of being spiritually sovereign. If it's one thing I know, it's that I know nothing at all. Join me as I leave no stone unturned, uncovering all the darkness that brings us to the light and my journey to finding my soul family. I hope you enjoy Seeking Sovereignty. My name is Bruce Taylor. My first guest today will be Evelyn Dominguez, a uh, sound bath practitioner, local artist, and overall badass healer to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome. My next guest will be Marlon Mackey. He is a singer-songwriter and vibe magnifier, life and vocal coach, lead singer for the band Tonight We Are, soul family seeker, and all-around awoken soul. Yo. Welcome. Yo, what's up? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> what up? So originally, this all started with a vision of me having a gratitude circle that I started about a year ago. I'd only had one. I kind of got discouraged from it, but that vision never really left me. And I kept meeting people, and these are two of those people that I was like, man, we should start a podcast. Because we would just talk, and these, these epic conversations would come out, and it's like, there's nothing better than just sitting and having a good ass conversation with somebody where you feel heard and seen and you can talk openly, especially about spirituality. And, you know, when we run into those people, it's like we're seeking for it so much. So I really just want to create that community. So I want to talk a little bit about how important community is to you two. Community, it's just, I think we're all born into community. I was born into Seventh Adventist community and it was fifth generation Seventh Adventist. Can fit into any picture, right? But when you're a juice or when you're like a wine, you have to be put into the proper vessel. You can't put old wine skins. You can't put old. You can't put new wine in old skins because it'll spoil. So after you refine yourself a little bit, you realize that maybe your community that you were a part of is not necessarily yours, and then you start vibrating differently. Man, the next thing you know, your soul family starts to materialize and you start to vibe out with folks. So yeah, community's good, but it starts, I think it starts from the realization of your need for just greater attributes, greater moving up. I don't want to say exactly. moving up, but you're, yeah, you're expanding. So it's, it's important. Community's very important. You know, because you have like your, your family, which is kind of like, you, you were brought into, and then you have like your friends that you grew up with, mm-hmm. but then you guys eventually grow differently, yeah. and then you get your kind of, the, the community you kind of choose, and for me, that helps me a lot because I know I wanted more, but I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. I just know I seek for something and just meeting people who were like-minded in that and then made you feel like you weren't alone was just so powerful enough for me to, to continue growing and expanding and going through my faces of ego deaths and you know, all that stuff that you people are like, well, what are you talking about? I know. <laughs> I know. And then your other friends are like, I know what you're talking about. You know, it's just, it's that. So, yeah. That's so funny you even bring that up because I feel like that's a conversation I have with so many people in like the soul family area. You know what I mean? Where we're like, dude, if I were to say some shit like I am God to somebody who's not in this, they'd be like, what yes. the fuck is this cult leader? I mean, I low-key kind of want to be a cult leader, but... <laughs> You know, like, what is this, you know? And so, or there's just certain things like ego death or, you I know. I have rebirth many times. Yes. You know? yeah, 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 you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that shit, which is, you know, like, 
I'll just use my family for instance. You know, I can't talk about that stuff with my actual bloodline family. You know, I think I was blessed. My mom's a gypsy, so my dad is my dad's line is where the Adventism comes from. But my mom's line, complete gypsy, complete gypsy. So I was torn between two worlds. Coming up, I had a little bit of both. I was blessed enough to be able to at least have those terminologies and there's those terms laid out when I was little. But that's what's so beautiful about you in general. It's something that I've always just like so admired about you is how you can relate the Bible to the spiritual world or how I shouldn't say relate, interpret yeah. the Bible Dude. in a spiritual light. And it's fucking beautiful. Like I've never really, and, and you, have, you were a preacher, right? So I was, a, I was a, on the road to becoming a preacher. Yes. I was a youth leader for the Central Conference. I was ready to take some steps into becoming a full-fledged preacher. However, my awakening happened right along that time. And it was like, man, I could tell you a story about just the organized church, you know, but I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's, I think anybody who's awake understands what's going on when I say organized religion and money. So we'll just leave it at that. So I got to underst- the understanding that, yeah, me and the creator have a very complicated relationship. It's deep. Yeah, I tried my very best to prove the Bible wrong at one point because everything that I was taught, just because what you do, you're woke, and oh no, the Bible's stupid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got a hold of like Dead Sea Scrolls and like looking to some of the Apocrypha, some of the Gnostic books of the Bible and realized that the Bible is more real than any freaking thing. But the gems and the, and, and the text messages that were set out thousands of years ago work still today because they work still today. Now, how you look at it and how your perspective, that's the difference. But if you, don't, if you only see it from a particular standpoint of a particular dogma, of course, you're skewed and skewed. But if you have a spiritual mind, you know, even back in the day, people thought Christ was like Elijah. So if this, that whole idea of reincarnation is not new. It's just been, you know, stifled and shut down. Have you guys seen uh, Get Out yet? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's on that level where people are doing that. I don't want to say people are actually doing that, but that's in a way. In a way. So back in the day, we all used to do that. We all used to. You know, look at our babies and be like, oh, this looks like, you look like grand uncle so-and-so. And this is, and then, you know, because it was a whole thing. Now soul cooking is a whole nother way, but it's, it's, it's a trip. Anyway. I'm sorry, I, like, even sci-fi, I like sci-fi because there's, like, hidden yeah. truths yes. behind it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which, which well, sci-fi are you talking about? I think the alien and everything is For that, connected. it was, okay, so there was a part of the show called, like, I think it's called 100. And yeah, yeah. Bump in the sky. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay, I usually don't binge watch like 10 season shows, but that one, <laughs> it was during COVID, and that, yeah. that show was like my shit. I had even left to like Mexico for six weeks, and when I came back, I'm like, I need my show. Yeah. And so, but yeah, because it was the part where they would put like a little chip in there, and that's how, like, that chip was like a, you know, it had, it would take over the other person's body and would be reincarnated, mm-hmm. whatever it would be, a bean or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, there's a lot of, if you watch movies, I promise if you watch any movie or any show, the protagonist starts off in a lowly position, he learns himself, he tries to do this, and then before he starts kicking ass, or she starts kicking ass, or they start kicking ass, they'll get either dipped in water or rain or some type of water element, they'll go through some type of baptism, and then when they come up out of the water, that's when they're ready to freaking kick butt 
you'll see it now that I've said it. The next time you watch any movie, watch and see after the after the baptism of water, the water element. That's when they're kicking ass, and mm-hmm. like it's weird. So spirituality and community is everywhere. It's all a matter of connecting. I think everybody has this idea of oneness. So watching something about how oh Joe Rogan and some other some other community they're talking about how no matter what. People just want to get on sides, no matter what. Humans, they want to fight and argue and then just get on one side. And there's no logical discourse going on. There's no communication. It's just you versus me or my team versus your team. But I think when you're spiritually awake, you feel that eventually, one of these days, everyone's going to be on the same page. Well, I think we're all one in general, you know. And so when you start to, like, really recognize that, even the bad things that we see in the world, there cannot be good without that. There cannot be a side, one side or the other without that duality, right? And so it's like kind of the ebbs and flows of understanding that everything that we are is just a mirror. Dude, I think this, I think that you will get so deep one time that you realize that you're no longer the ebb and flow, but you're the foundation of it all. And there is no good or bad. It's just, there's a Western African thought that says there is no good or bad energy is just energy. If you've been raised to believe a certain way, certain energies will come and be like, oh, that's bad. But if you start to develop yourself, you'll be able to look at it and be aware of the fact that it's just energy. It's how you categorize it is up to you. Quickly, I want to bring up Gwen's golden pumps. I want you to talk to them a little bit about what it is that you do. It's the word around town. That's really cool. Yeah. I've heard like two people talk about it. Oh, that's that's really cool. Well, like a, a lot of people. That's really nice. So me and my sis Chloe, which is funny because me and Chloe met maybe like a month before we even started creating. So we want to create something where there was like-minded community where we're able to connect to the moon phases. I mean, it's it's something that people have always done for thousands of years, whether it be adapting to the phases of the moon with agriculture, the season. And we wanted to be able to, yeah, just create space where we're able to, one, learn at the same time, but also teach every month what the moon represents, how we're able to use that practice into our everyday life and just doing it together, being vulnerable. Definitely creating a space that's taught me to even speak to people, like especially group setting and just authentically be myself. I think I was just always so shy to kind of talk. So now that I'm kind of in a continuous way where I'm forming these circles, it's definitely helped me learn to communicate and I'm still learning to communicate and me even being like doing this podcast before I was coming here I was like this is gonna help me learn to continue to just speak so yeah it's just a space for people to come together um, realize that we're all going through shit but we're not alone through it and we're able to you know get through it and go on to the next phases and you know just be better people I went to a full moon pump for the first time two months ago, so two full moons ago. One of the things that I had released was allowing for people to help me and allowing for people to show up for me because that's been something that has not been easy for me to just come out and ask for help or ask somebody to show up for me and ask for the community to show up, you know? And so I think that that full moon pump too. And also I just met so many cool people at that full moon pump. Like I met, we met a woman who does like Reiki charge waist beads and and this person does this thing. And, and so as soon as that full moon pump, that's what solidified it in my brain. That was like, I know nothing. 
I think I know so many people here in town. I know this person, whatever. I know nothing. I know nobody. And I'm on the search to find everybody. And I think that there's so many. We live in Bakersfield, California, for everybody out there listening. Very conservative. But the spiritual community is really growing in this area. And I want to be able to highlight that. Bakersfield, California is known for drinking. And I don't know what else. Some other oil being racist you know all the things that we've gone viral for i'm hoping that this can be something that we can go viral for that's not that you know but viral yeah yeah viral but you're right about that but there are people who come up here just for the spirituality aspect right right well that's what i mean and we have so many cool things we have Different things that I really would love to honor and highlight. And so the people that are out there that are listening, that are also searching, we're creating a space where we've got this event going on and we've got this event. I know this person. We can really just highlight and honor people and and share what Bakersfield has to offer as a start. I don't want it to end with Bakersfield. so But just really starting here and, and making the community strong here in town and being able to promote with that and bringing all of these separate communities together. Uh, Marlon over here runs sound for the Center for Spiritual Living. Yeah, on a good day. On a good day. Yeah. When I don't mess it up, yeah, I do. Aww. But but yeah, that place, the Center for Spiritual Living and all CSLs around California that I've been to are what, I mean, I have yet to feel any negative vibe going into any one of the CSLs that I've visited. I would tell anyone that mushrooms are the answer and CSOs are the gateway to deeper community. I think everyone's looking for a church. And when you are around older people who are just as hippie as they were when they were 20, but yet still living a professional life, it's motivation to see, like, oh, that's what it looks like. Balance. Yeah, yeah, the balance. And when you get older, you grow into it. There's an example of what it looks like. So. That place is dope, man. Then when I went there and I was like, dude, this is the hippiest, coolest room I've stepped into because it was all these like cool, freaking like people just like, and you could tell they're genuine. Yeah, they are. You can tell they love you. They love you. They're obsessed with you. They're obsessed with you. They're obsessed with you. But the beautiful thing about that, they're obsessed with everybody that walks in there. It's not just me, but they're obsessed with any, and especially if you, if you walk in there and you know you're looking for love, you'll find it. And they feel Mm -hmm. your vibe. They hug just like how I do, and they and they hold space just like how I hold space, and they're family. So it's just it's beautiful. I used to go to different churches in my former life. The two commodities that sell in those circles, which is shame and guilt. Shame and guilt are the main main commodity in certain, if not all, Christian. I don't want to say that out. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll say, say it. Like Western religions, yeah, like Catholicism, yeah, Catholicism. Well, Christianity and Catholicism are just, but shame and guilt, dude, they, they love that. And I've never felt any shame or guilt going into the CSL or, or after awakening, you don't feel that. Do you feel like churches want you to feel that way because it's a way for you to kind of be controlled? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's what, that's what parents do to, to their kids. They shame you for doing things wrong and they guilt you for doing things wrong. And it's, it, it has its purpose. But every week you have to feel that. Every week you have to feel that. Every week you have to go through the, you know, so. I took an anthropology course. It was anthropology of religion, witchcraft, and magic. And across the board, no matter what we're looking at, whether that be witchcraft, magic, or religion, 
They were all created and sustained to control, whether that be some Christian practice to control the minds and mm-hmm. how we think and how our communities act around each other. Because we literally built communities around religious practices, whether that be indigenous witch, witchcraft or pagan religions, all the way up into you know the newer religions such as Christianity. But it all started as a basis of control, just the same as rituals for magic and voodoo and things like that. You know, they were used to try and control or sway people's mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to those ancient religions, they're just there's just differences that the control was just different. I mean, look at like Catholic, you know, churches. We have the Jesus cross and Jesus just there and suffering. You know, like we were yes. taught the emotion of suffering at such a young age. Because realistically, imagine if like you never walked into a church like that. Never that was never in your religion and you're a kid, imagine. And all of a sudden you just see, you know, this cross and, you know, this statue of the guy just there bleeding out. Like that's kind of traumatic. It's you very know? traumatic. Yeah. Were you so, raised religious? I was what's it called? I'm Catholic. Like grandma's very religious, but my mom she definitely let us believe in whatever we we wanted to believe just because she had that trauma. And there is still a trauma. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still definitely still leaving my, my trauma from religion to have my own personal, but now I have my own personal relationship with God, you know, but um, it was definitely like a journey because um, you know, I was healing from that, that hidden trauma mm. and, and all that so you get used to that, you know like to that feeling, because when you, you see it, obviously you're going to feel some type of like emotion mm. towards it, but then it becomes normal mm-hmm. to feel guilty and shamed and all that. Something that set me free from that was like hearing about how Christ died for your sins every week. Every week you got to take Christ into your life. After 30 some odd years of hearing that over and over again, this pastor about a uh, retreat said, you guys are trying so hard. Jesus already won. You should just live your lives. Yes. I was like, dude, yeah. Because it's true. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to relive the Christ experience, which we should. If we read the Bible in a particular way, and if we read the Bible as if Christ was a part of us, I could, I could go on. I could go on. I will go on. The first century Christians all believed that they were Christ. That's why they were murdered in so many ways, because they were standing up against the control of Rome. Rome can't control spirituality. Rome can't control marriages that are just like how, you know, the Gnostics were. They were just here. They were just here. This is it's everything is love. And nowadays, tribalism and community are almost synonymous. With this podcast, I definitely want to honor everybody's walk with religion, though, too, because I think that that's so important because there are there are some Christians that I have met that are more woke, you know, than than a lot of these motherfuckers trying to claim that they're they're living this hippie lifestyle, you know. So it's yeah. like Organized religion doesn't have to be bad. It's really how people take it and how they become yeah. intentional with it. Because one of the girls, for instance, she's Christian. And we have so many good talks. So she was raised spiritual. And she chose to become a Christian. None of her family was being Christian. She, as an adult, went to a church, decided to become a Christian. And I've never met somebody like her that just truly tries to be intentional and be a good person. And, and still heavily, you know, talks about Jesus and stuff, but in a way that it's actually like, believable where it's like I can see Christ within you Mm, I can mm, see mm. source within you that's just the road that you chose 
to your own spiritual sovereignty, to your own spiritual freedom. And I don't want anybody to never come on this podcast because they're religious. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, back down, like, I want to honor that because I think it's so badass. I think I come from a Baptist on my mom's side and my dad's a Southern Pentecostal. So I've seen some crazy shit. I've seen speaking in tongues. I've seen slain in the spirit. I've seen some crazy shit. So, but that's so important, right? Like, yeah. isn't that so important almost that every person I talk to that's spiritual almost always comes from a religious background and really understanding why it either worked or didn't work for us and honoring that. I think I mentioned to someone this week about how there's milk and there's meat. You mean, I think when you're younger, when you're going through your first little taste of spirituality, it is in a religion or it is in your foundation and whatever your foundation is, it's always good to have a foundation. I'll raise my kids in the church or raise, you know, cause it's good to have a foundation. It's mm-hmm. good to have a foundation, no matter what it is. I always say to you that I'm so glad I was raised in church because I really got a good moral compass. You know, I think that that's the thing about all religions is they all, the Ten Commandments across all religions, be a good fucking human being. You know, even Wiccans, what you put out into the world, you're going to get back three times fold. So whether that be good or bad, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, have respect for your parents. It's all a good foundation to have. Yeah, man, you got to be a good fucker. Dude. Like if you're not a good fucking human being, yeah, you're not doing it right. You know? Because it's true, man. If you do that, it's good. Everything is good. But yeah, dude, that's a, always a plus, man. Always a plus. Yeah, community and then connecting community. There's, I went to this festival, lightning, lightning in a bottle. I'm not a big festival fan. I'm not. I don't. I, don't, I never understood why people would get dressed up in scantily clad clothing and go out and just walk around and listen to music. I never understand that. I'm forty some odd until you don't know until you know. Then when you know, you're like, oh, I get it. I freaking get it. So a friend of mine was like, dude, there's so many pretty butts out here, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not. I don't care. I'm a grown ass man. I don't. I, I'm over. Looking at, you know, young freaking butt. But then when I got out there and I was like, oh my God, all these pretty butts. I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. So then by day two or three, it, it like that wore off because there, it's everywhere. And then you started to see, yeah, it was like there, everyone, everyone was like just childlike and just like free. Then by the end of the day, my ass was hanging out, man. It was just cool. Like, it was just cool. Yeah. It was just cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, like, what is well, like, I had on this freaking, this tunic with no, well, I had on underwear, but it was very scantily clad. And it was just like, I could see myself next year getting into it, like getting into it. So if you want community, girl, there's all sorts of like cool ass. And then it turned into cool that. Cool ass? Cool ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was just talking to, uh, a really good friend of mine remember yesterday because he went to Lightning Bottle too and he was like we need to bring a lot more locals into that festival yeah. like performing teaching um, volunteering because one it brings a lot of profit to the town but also it doesn't make sense that there's not a lot more locals there showing off yeah. what we have here yeah. right so that was interesting so I mean my goal for next year is to be there whether having some type of art installation volunteering or it is Freaking worth it. I'm saving up now already. It's worth it. I think it's 700 bucks for the whole five day. Course. I don't know how much it, however much it is, it's worth it. I came out of that feeling like, all right, I get it. I want to go to Coachella now. Never wants to go to Coachella just because it was like, oh my God, I'm going to That's Coachella. a bucket list thing of mine and my best friends. Oh, I just want to go to Coachella just oh, one, one fucking time. I think because 
I was like pretty fucking sober. And for me, see, look at I've I had great time in the DJ sets. I'm like a DJ type of like not so much yeah. super super crowded because like usually I'm used to going to see my art like like the artists that I enjoy like like not so far away or I don't want to be all up in that in the front with all that crowd. So that was kind of like okay. Silent discos, dude. Wow. That dude, changed my life. What is a silent disco? You put on headphones and it's going over through Bluetooth, and you're like, so you have the headphone music in your ear, and everybody's bumping to the same music in your ears. But outside, it looks like everyone's just like, oh, that's yeah. sick. And at Coachella, they had this floor that, like, would literally, when the bass would hit, you would feel it. So mm-hmm. it literally yeah. just, it, it just, it was cool. Yeah. Talk about a sound bath. For real. That's dope. Yeah, you feel that's vibrations. Dope. Um, yeah, that place it was left me with a feeling of major community. There were some people who follow festivals around from Paris, from New York, from Chicago, from Detroit. Yeah, dude, from LA, from San Diego. And all of them said that Lightning in a Bottle this past year rivaled Burning Man and Coachella. They said that Lightning in a Bottle is like Burning Man on easy mode. Oh, and yeah. one, and once he that. said that, I was like, I get it. So Burning Man is like freaking hardcore. Like yeah. you have to be physically prepared because you're in the middle of the freaking desert, mm-hmm. and the and the, the heat goes from hella hella hot to hella hella cold. The only weather that we had at Lib was the wind was kicking up, but it it felt like you were in Pakistan somewhere, Afghanistan, because everybody was like in like wraps, and it was just cool, man. It was just hella cool. So yeah, next year for sure, I want to get a full on like camp site. And just have it done up. Are, we allowed, have, are we allowed to visit your your campsite? Oh, you guys are going to be in my campsite. What all are you right, talking cool. about? Yeah, all right. We're all this community together. Yeah, yeah it's already cool. created. We're just going to be a part of it. And it's Yeah, you just got to be naked. That's it. So, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, everybody, originally my vision, all along this whole time, I've had Marlon and Evelyn in mind for, like, the music and arts in town. You know, they both do music and art. So, I think that creating that community is so, so to wrap it up. I was going to actually bring up the full moon pump because I think that that's just such a beautiful mm-hmm. space for me at that time. And mind you, I walked in, listen y'all, I walked into that pump knowing I needed to release some shit. Knowing that I was going to cry and it was deep. Like my shit was so, like so deep. Way deeper than I could even get into here but it's like being spiritually free enough to write it down to say it out loud I could barely get it out. I was fucking sobbing so hard. But to be so comfortable in that space with heat strangers, besides Evelyn and Chloe that I knew there, and my girlfriend Layla, but but yeah, being spiritually free enough to do so and creating that space, and I hope to create that space here. So I think honestly, I can agree with you on that. I'm creating a space like that here just because you know there. I mean, I know a lot of people who do their own, you know, full moon moon rituals and all that but just to be able to kind of put it out there and be loud about it and you know continue to grow with it has definitely allowed me to just yeah break free of the stigma of maybe just what I thought I was or the world thought I was and just growing and just yeah just being me and it feels good to be authentically yourself I feel like when I'm truly connected to that it's very hard for things to to get to me because I know where my intention and where my heart is at and my heart is never to hurt anybody mm-hmm. so you know so anything else is just projections and it's all love so yeah it is all love 
Yeah, I, I concur, agree wholeheartedly. Now, right now, after you have your awakening, or once you get to the point that it's all what it is, you can say that you are God. So it's like, I think being spiritually free is when you take your own choices in your own life into your hands, as opposed to being forced to do something or be something that you probably aren't. One of the things that freed me up was hearing my cousin tell me, no matter what, your kids are going to need them. Because here it is, we're raising people that we think we know just because they were inside of us for nine months or we saw them being born or whatever. Parents have this power over a child. But at the end of the day, that child is its own freaking human, sovereign in in their own right. So we all have to break away from our foundation. American Western Western culture's rite of passage is turning 18, buying cigarettes. Turning 21, buying liquor, getting really, really drunk. But in other cultures, there's heavy rites of passage that happen during adolescence where it puts them on a path of communal growth, where it's like, if you're a man in this particular culture, your rite of passage is going out to hunting or killing the lion or whatever. And if you're a woman, you you know, you go through your change and you're becoming a woman. Your rite of passage now is either becoming married or some type of thing. But I think at the end of all of that, Somehow, some way, you learn who you are in the connectivity of the whole. A few years ago, when it was going down, the whole world was feeling like just at odds, man. There was a group of Buddhists around the world that had huge prayer circles. The meditation things. Is that what you're doing? Dude, I heard about these. These were yeah, fucking man. next level. And one of my buddies talked about the same thing. If you are aware of things like that happening, you feel it in the collective consciousness of humanity. So... When you are called for betterment, i.e. you're cutting back on alcohol or you're cutting back on weed or you're cutting back on some of the, you know, psychedelics that take you outside of yourself and you're learning how to become a better human, you feel that. And you're making, you're doing your part for the collective by gutting yourself, killing your ego. But the cool thing about that is that new found peace or that new found enlightenment turns into your new ego. And then you're you're back at it again. Yeah. You're back at it again. Gutting yourself, finding the core because you've practiced telling yourself for this many months or years or whatever that you you are now this, as opposed to getting to the real heart of who what you really are. So even even in spirituality, there's multiple ego death because your ego is a part of you and it keeps growing and tries to manipulate your world as often as you can. Well. I think about this often. I think about dying a lot. Same. All the time. Like it's, dude, a few years ago when, when the whole, when Michael Brown and everybody was getting shot on Facebook, it felt like, it just felt like, for one, if there were dogs getting shot in the street, like how black men were getting shot in the street, PETA would have had a building. Somebody would have said something. There would have been a stop. But it just seemed like it was just like, this is, this is regular. This is normal. Another man gets shot with a knife. He had a knife. Oh, what looks to be a gun, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? All these little kids. It was like, this is the freaking norm. Holy guacamole. I'm going to die. So I would, I would get dressed and be like, okay, I think this would look good if I had a, if I had to get a freaking hashtag for me. Like, oh my God. I remember him telling me that. But you understand what I'm saying? Though? Like, that's, 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 that's like, a whole I dress freaking. I every day as though I'm going to, it's going to, 
I'm gonna die, and I want it to be a good outfit. If I'm gonna die, I want it to be like that. Just hurts my soul. That's yeah. I said it's a, because yeah. Now we're talking about how to transmute that and feel free. Once you get over the fact that it's bound to happen, you live every day as though it's it. So, yeah, man. Community is very important. Man, just a side note: a couple weeks ago. We were all sitting around a table at work and we were talking about, my coworker was talking about how she has an irrational fear of herself dying. And I was like, yeah, man, I think about that all the time too, but I also feel like everyone around me is going to die. And I had stopped myself from saying, because I had kept getting readings that somebody was going to die in my, in my tarot and just different like signs and stuff that somebody in my life was going to die. This happened at like 11 PM at 2 AM in the morning. Somebody that I know passed away. And I got a text the next morning, and I, I'm, man, I just know things. And I got the text, hey, friend, I haven't talked to this person forever. Hey, friend, give me a call. Love you. And I literally text back, like, did so-and-so die? Because I'm not trying to make that phone call. He was like, his brother. And I think that that's such a real thing that we talk about death and stuff like that. But I get weird even talking about it because I'm like, I say something and that shit comes true. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like my words are fucking powerful. And so I try People are gonna so hard I mean, yeah, not all to. of us. Uh, yeah, you know? I think for me, it's just being comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I like, I try to practice being comfortable with being in the dark. Yeah. Dude. You know? And that's why I do like going to sweat because it makes me like, and now I find a piece of like, sometimes when I meditate, I don't even see color. I just, just darkness. Yeah. Just finding that, mm-hmm. that peace in that darkness. You said sweat. That's the sweat lodge yeah, in, the the sp- in yeah. Springville? Yes. Yeah. We should plan a retreat up there. Yeah, that's definitely a thing that is bound to happen. Yeah. I have a sister named Heather who is, like, planning on doing one with, like, different different practices. And, like, sometimes we'll be out there for, like, a weekend and she's very organized. Word is everything. Yeah. You know? And so everybody has a specific job. To like to show up and also to show the the owner of the land, you know that that when we do show up, we're we're there to make it better than what it was before we left, and you know and we're there for the right reasons. But that would be really great. I, there's a lot of medicine on that land, and also medicine that we have to give back to the land as well. So yeah, yeah I love that. that. I love that so much. I also have always had this weird vision, just talking about meditation, where it's like a group of all of us sitting in a room, laying down in a room in a circle where we're all holding hands and meditating because of Reiki, or I find that I can push energy. And so I've always wondered what it would be like to get a group of people who can also transmute energy together. And it's just curiosity. I'm a curious fucking kitty. That's why I do these things. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, let's all just hold hands and see what happens. Right? (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being here. I love you both. I think that we have something really great here. I think that we have a super good community behind us and a lot of people looking for us to succeed. Yeah. So, yay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye, everybody. Peace.